you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The whole spoiler nonsense where, you know, Dave, Dave is of the, I should say this. Go ahead, say what you have to say. No, but Dave's of the mind like, you shouldn't talk about the Super Bowl for a month just in case somebody's oh, on a, I am not. Just in case somebody's on a flight somewhere <laughs> and didn't see the game and, and doesn't want it spoiled for him. A month. Or some ridiculous nonsense. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 80 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as you just heard, on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Dot com. And speaking of uh, that blog page, uh, why don't you go there now? Because along with uh, our past podcasts and a new NFL, our animated uh, segment that everybody seems to enjoy, a new piece. I've been promising it for some time now. It analyzes with, you know, training camps underway, college football season is nigh. I, uh, I, I lay out for you the five college programs that I feel have uh, th- that are lousy that have produced the most good NFL caliber talent, and uh, so dig into that one and uh, and review my work and feel free to add your comments, your criticisms, and so on right there in the uh, comments section. All right, so listen, episode eighty is upon us here, and seated to my immediate right, ready to help us break it all down. Like I say, training camps are underway, but I want to talk about movies too on something that we discussed at the end of episode number seventy of seventy nine. My main man from NFL.com and uh, NFL Network, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure appreciate, thing. Appreciate you having me on. Of course. Of course. Always. It's a pleasure to have you. And uh, like I say, at NFL.com, you're kibitzing about the Olympics because they're underway yep. now. You're talking about what NFL players would do well in the Olympics. I want to talk about that. Like I say, the uh, the movie issue, Peyton Manning. You hear he's uh, he's at Denver. All t- record crowd to go mm-hmm. watch the Denver Broncos which I feel like if I was John Elway, it would be a slap in my face. <laughs> I didn't do enough for you people. This guy has, has, hasn't even shown up on the field in the orange jersey yet in a regular season game, and he gets your attention, and I didn't do it? And I, he has the juice. He could kick him out, too. He should if – if, and it, it's a, uh, apparently he's a, a decent fella because if it were me and I were in charge of the team, I would set up certain restrictions to make sure that something like that couldn't happen. Yeah, I would be interested to see what would happen if, uh, let's say, Peyton Manning went out and had a, a little bit of success this season. They went on and done did the unthinkable and won a Super Bowl. Uh, what would happen right there? Would, would John Elway, at what point of this, of this would John Elway become jealous and then have to be like, ah, well, you know, he's, he's good, but it's not like he's won back-to-back titles. You know, that's, that's the standard here in Denver that I set off is winning back-to-back titles. But you know, it, it I'd would, love to know that. That would be a great. I'd, I'd love to get in depth with that on various levels with him. Do you think Peyton Manning is as good as you? I mean, yeah. do, 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 his body of work. Do you think he stacks up against you? 
It's a, a, yeah. I'd like to talk with him about that. Wilk tie behind the glass, sitting in for black tie today. Why don't you do that? See if you can get John Elway on the line before the end of uh, of the podcast here. In the meantime, Not we'll say hello. Thank you. Yep. Um, in the meantime, uh, you can track me down at uh, at Damashek on Twitter. Rank is at Adam Rank, and joining us in Studio 66 to help us with this very important movie conversation and beyond from around the league. One of our favorite guys now. He's emerging. He and his pal Mark Sessler have been joining us for debates, and we're going to debate, like I say, some movies in just a minute here. It's Dan Hanzoos, and first of all, you track him down at Dan Hanzoos. And again, Around the League is the blog there at NFL.com. Breaking news up to the minute. Always delivered with a bit of mirth. What's happening there, Hans Zeus? Dave, Adam, thanks for having me, and it's good to push Cecil into the background. That's my line. What? Thanks for having me. That's You'll co- come in here and start copyrighted? stealing my line. Yes! Just don't steal Dane Cook's, uh, or, or for that matter, Daniel Tosh's material. <laughs> that is a, it's a killer response. I won't use it again, Rick. Oh. <laughs> all right. So, Hans Zeus, how are we, first of all, and what do you make of this uh, Peyton Manning jazz? I guess this is the story of training camp. It was. Uh, yeah, both... Me and Greg Rosenthal wrote extensively about it yesterday on the ATL blog. I mean, they had a record crowd in Denver, number 18 jerseys everywhere. Guy got a huge ovation just coming on the field, as you might expect. Uh, People glowing about his arm strength. I mean, this is the honeymoon period's on. And I do agree on Elway because that's his town, you know. And it's not even, there's no one even close, you know. This is his world. If Manning steals of course, the it's always yeah. worth. I, I feel like it always should be mentioned. Rank mentions the standard of two straight Super Bowls. You know the 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 yardstick, and I think it is very important. Right at the very top of all the uh, factors when you start to judge who's the greatest QB of all time. I think it matters greatly that you win Super Bowls. I like when people say, well, it's a team game. But it's also yeah. a quarterback league, as we always hear, and the quarterback is the most uh, uh, has, has the most pressure on it of any position in any sport and so on. So, therefore, winning titles does count. You know? It does, yeah. Dan Marino didn't. It doesn't invalidate his career. However, John Elway, in a lot of cases, I think people have him ahead of Dan Marino because he won those two Super Bowls. But let's keep in mind that those wouldn't have happened. That, that, that was... Uh, Terrell Davis's team at that mm-hmm. point, not John Elway right. winning those Super Bowls. I think we can agree on that, yes. Right. I like to imagine a scenario where, uh, you know, Manning is on the podium in February holding the trophy and Elway snatches it away and is like, this one's also for John. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, fellas, so we are the, the Olympics, the summer games are upon us, and uh, like I say again, um, look on NFL.com. Rank's got a piece up there about the – what were the conclusions? What NFL players would make good uh, Olympians? All that of them, would, I guess. Who was, uh, well, that, yeah, of course. Any of these guys. It always just – it strikes me as uh, amusing when you have all these periphery sports that the United States isn't good at because we were talking about what is the United States still an underdog in? Because you look back in the 80s, we had the hockey team that was Luge. an underdog. Yeah. Maybe Winter Olympics, you know, you get more of that. But the Summer Olympics, we're supposed to dominate everything, I say, I say, except for uh, soccer. And just once, I feel like we should just take our best football players and then put them out and then have them train for like two years. And then, okay, once and for all, we're going to go out and show everybody we're better than you at this. We'll go out, we'll humiliate you in it. And then our guys can go back to play football. That's what I've been saying back. about the specifically about the basketball. We should have only done it once. Yes. 1992. Only- here, world. Here's the lesson. You want to see when we give you the full power of what we're capable of? Deal with that. You beat everybody by 300 points a game. Then you go back, and then you just retire. That's it. We're never doing it again. Now you've lesson learned. However, they had Start to putting- keep. They went back to the well too many times. Mm-hmm. Then they lost. Now we are not the same untouchable group that we want. If we would have had the 92 Dream Team and then after that started putting high school teams out there. That's it, would exactly, been, it would have been a perfect No, point. you just keep putting the collegiates out there, yeah, and, and then it's our one. JV. You, you, you keep, yeah, we're offering you our JV. And by the way, that JV would, would meddle pretty much every time and win the gold some of the time as mm-hmm. well. And you're, then you have the fallback. That well, of course, we just sent our we sent our second rate players send to our you. college. We're not yes. don't make us send our super. You want the superstars again? Because we're going to do it. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. I didn't think so. Yeah. Now go play uh, the best players from Duke and uh, Michigan and UCLA. <laughs> the one keep that, your yap shut. The one that gets me mad though is the World Cup because I know we could take that bastard down if they let us. But we have 
if we just shut down the sporting world in 2014 and just put all our efforts into that. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. have a, the World Cup. Yeah. yeah, the World Cup for win soccer. World, That's what I'm saying. It's like we How could win we win it. that? Just take if all our took, greatest that's athletes. That's what I was saying. If we took our NFL players. Oh, our football players. Our NFL players. We took Everybody. our NFL players and said, look, we're not gonna, you're not going to play football. Chris Johnson, you're not playing football. We're going to teach you how to play soccer. This is essentially what you're describing is the superstars. Remember the old ABC oh, yeah. TV Absolutely. show? Where they would take professional athletes and have them play each other's sports. That was mm-hmm. the best TV show. I, I Top five TV show of all time, I think, really. Super. Oh. That, you know, people want to talk about the real world and Survivor and everything else. That may well be the world's first ever reality show. Well, Battle of the Network Stars was better. Uh, you know, I it's a fun debate to have. Cosell was great on Battle of the Network Stars and... You know, who can ever forget watching Gabe Kaplan, Mr. Cotter, flop around in the, in the pool trying to get back into his inflatable uh, canoe. And, but he was a vain. sprinter. He was a sprinter. He beat Bob Conrad. And, of course, the highlight was always when they would do the dunk tank and try and dunk each other. And, mm-hmm. But, listen, superstars, there's nothing better than the obstacle course at the end when Tony Dorsett and Lynn Swan went head-to-head. That was, that was gangbusters mm-hmm. TV. Then they would do teams. They would do the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can mm-hmm. you imagine that? Would ne- I mean, like, Battle of the Network stars would never happen either. These, yeah, like these that- A-list uh, guys would never be willing to, to jeopardize, to embarrass themselves or jeopardize their health. Same thing. Can you imagine? now like yeah hey new york giants you're all going and doing the superstars they would be like no 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 talk to my agent no they, you get you get uh, steve weatherford and some other people who are willing to play you know did that play into that they need the money then because i'm sure they i don't know paid. probably yeah. yeah that probably is the answer to that pro football players probably yeah i think the olympics the uh, i find it strange and ironic that people who don't like sports love the olympics have you, you know, namely, I guess what I'm largely talking about women, but it seems like people are excited. People love the opening ceremony. I get that. Mo Damashek loves that. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, she and the old man. Oh, the opening. <laughs> don't don't call the, the the opening ceremonies on like it's some holy event that's taking place. What the most boring thing in the history of TV? Talk hey, about look. It's talk, a one of the five worst TV shows of all time <laughs> is watching an endless stream of people in ridiculous outfits parade around the. Uh, parade around a track i don't get that thing and then people come out and do a choreographed dance and everybody oohs and ahs and i'm kind of underwhelmed by it but then you get into the competitions and there are these fringy sports that you would only see on wide world of sports a generation ago like soccer yeah well that's a good one yeah or like i say luge and all the biathlon and all that nonsense all the hokum i don't know curling and yet everybody within a week is an expert on all of them i don't like right. what i'm seeing out of uh the the australians in uh in the luge event there you know i don't get that and as i've said before and i'll say again i challenge someone within the sound of my voice to do it i'm too lazy to act on this maybe you could do this one rank i contend that if you merely announce that you're on the U.S. luge team, they'll take you and maybe ask for you to bring a friend, too. <laughs> How many losers can there be in this country? <laughs> Two or three? If you merely say, yeah, I'm willing to do, I'll get on the sled and ride it down that course. Like, all right, you're in. Yeah, well, I, don't, you know, I don't have to make the team. You're on the team by saying you're willing to do it. You're in. Well, growing up in Corona, California, just outside of uh, Anaheim, I lived on a pretty steep hill. and We'd take our skateboards to the top, and we would lo- we, we would just do that. Lose down. So I do actually have some experience there. You got think, a background. Are they going to be pretty good? Good. good. <laughs> and you were a natural. You were the best in the I, neighborhood. You, know, you don't have to be, by the way. All no. you have to do, again, is just you, be willing to do it. Nobody all you else. Have to is, do, all you have to do is be heavier than everybody else, and you're the best. Did, I, the, did the hill have a really cool name, like Devil's Backbone or something like nah, that? No, I wish it did. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> sweet. Um, the, well, the, the, again, this is a winter thing, and it's the same course as the losers. But bobsledding, not enough attention paid to this is the fact that the redundancy, one of the most ridiculous things in all of sport is the bobsled that they have a two-man and a four-man. What do we need the four-man for? (laughs) The two-man is there's one guy who steers it, and then there's the guy in behind who pushes it. 
Now, what did that? So, well, you know what would make that even better? Let's do a separate one where we have two extra guys. They also have to jump in. Why? What, what, what are we learning by adding those two extra guys? What, is there a difference in skill? There's a, there can't be any different requirement to be good at it, right? right. To be good at the, the two-man versus the four-man. It just seems like a way to get two more of your chums a, a medal. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm a best. I'm the best steerer of a of a, of a bobsled in the world. Like, hey, you guys, uh, hey, uh, what, what do you do? Hey, Hans, bob- Zeus, and Rank. You want to come the come over to Switzerland, be in the Olympics with me this year? Do the second and third guy even get a medal? <laughs> I hope. I hope they have to split it at best. It's like at a best. it's like a ride along program. It's ridiculous. So, um, what, are, what are you looking forward to these uh, to these games though? Yeah, I always I I'll always enjoy the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I do. I, I like the swimming. That should be interesting with Phelps and uh, what's his name. I don't. I, uh, uh, Lochte, Ryan Lochte, I believe mm-hmm. is his name. That's about all I know about the Olympics right now. I'll, I'll, but like the rest of the world, I shall be an expert inside of a fortnight on everything. <laughs> yeah, rhythmic rhythm. Oh, rhythmic gymnastics is gone now, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. They Did they rid get of rid of that one? Got rid of that. Got rid of softball. But they keep... Oh, really? Yeah, Softball's oh. not a sport anymore, really. Yeah. They... Baseball either. Got rid of baseball, too. I, Well, baseball's been gone for a while, which I don't yeah. get that. I accept it. Is that because baseball likes its own world baseball No, I think it's thing? because no one... I mean, it was Japan and, and Cuba Korea. and the U.S., and that was it. Korea. Yeah. Right. And are we good at boxing anymore? Ooh. What's boxing? Is Cuba still the number one in the world? Cuba used to always win the golds in, mm-hmm. in that. This is what a great they, Olympic. They, this is a great <laughs> Olympic preview for everybody yeah, right now. They're really. I don't know. Into, I don't know. Do they have <laughs> MMA yet? It's the UFC Ugh, type. Stop fighting. with that nonsense, Frank. Please, I don't know. I know. I want to see professional wrestling in the Olympics. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be well, outstanding. One thing we know for sure is that the Russians would be terrific. <laughs> Nikolai Volkov and, and the rest of the them. Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah. Where was Kamala from? Somewhere Uganda, in Africa. He was a Uganda, Uganda. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be good. So Uganda <laughs> would be a dark horse there. They might was, uh, They might medal there. How is Japan going to replace Yokozuna? Rest Ooh. in peace. That's... Well, you know what? It is truly, as we've just uh, realized here, it's a global sport. <laughs> it really. So it, it does deserve its, uh, its due. Um, all right. Real quick, um, I wanted to tell you some good news. I had yesterday. Well, first of all, I was up. one was on Wednesday, and then one was on Thursday. On Wednesday... I ate what was one of the ten finest peaches in the history of the globe. And then, then, on Thursday... <laughs> How do you quantify that? Then, Who's on Thursday, this? then Thursday, I had a peach that was one of the top four or five peaches ever. In other words, in other words... This, the fruit of the year competition, which is, it's interesting. You know, I give out the Sheckies at the end of every year for a number of categories. I, uh, the Shecky for fruit of the year. I mean, it, it, what's crazy about it was I gave legitimate thought to retiring the category <laughs> because the pineapple has been so dominant lately. I mean, the pineapple has won four straight fruit of the year titles and that's getting to be like all right the dynasty is getting a little you know let's just call it quits here murder rule or whatever you want to call it then about three months ago i picked up the old classic the old standard the fruit of the century when the when the when we went from 20th to 21st the apple was named fruit of the century no i picked up an apple bit into it and all of a sudden the competition was back on had a couple of delicious i've had some delicious batches of strawberries but these peaches i mean i don't my head's spinning and the exciting thing is we still have five months to go so bring <laughs> it on hey it's not too late cantaloupe get in on this one red <laughs> grapes how do they judge what do you have to say you know what i'm saying you know what i'm talking about how Nectarines, do they judge <laughs> kumquats and so on I don't sleep on the apple ever. And also, let me just tell you this too, Rank. You know how they say there's no accounting for taste? Mm-hmm. I'd like to add a, uh, a a new title. You know, I'm already the uniform monitor. Mm-hmm. I'm also your fantasy pal. Mm-hmm. I have my doctorate in mustard from the uh, from Poupon University. Mm-hmm. I legitimately am a doctor. Of course, I have a yes. doctorate. I'd now like to add. You know, in in the you know in the spirit of when people say. Um, no accounting for taste. I would like to now be the taste accountant, <laughs> and uh, and so add that hat to my uh, already uh, taste full, accountant. Yeah, to sure. my to the hat check uh, 
to whatever I'm trying to say here. I don't know. But anyway, all right. So <laughs> so that's it. Rank, what did you have to say there? No, I'm just wondering how you can pick out the, one of the ten greatest of the globe. Like, where is this list located? <laughs> when, when you like, know, Well, there you was know. one, yeah, there was number six came from Madagascar in 34. <laughs> and it, it, honestly, people down there raved for years. <laughs> you know, listen, I don't know. Make the list. I want to see the list of the 10 greatest. I have a lot of lists I'm already working in on. In peach history. I'm People trying to lists. fix He's things, so Rank. I don't have time it. for things. I'm trying to fix a lot of different things right now. Oh, here's a fix for you that's Olympic related. You know, water polo is not half bad to watch on TV. It's a kind of an entertaining oh, that's thing. Great. And and if you've ever tried to do it, I've been, I don't I, I think I've been in a swimming pool maybe 3 times in the last decade. Weird since we live in L.A. I go in the sea. I frolic in the real deal. What am I going to go in the nonsense for? I don't need some uh, synthetic nonsense. I, I got the genuine article right outside my door. How often do you go into the sea? I go as often as I possibly can, and I go take my bath. I don't just— All parking. You know, the Pacific Ocean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't just wash—it doesn't when you go in there. It doesn't just wash off the day's soils. It rids you of all of society's ills. Really? I'm that's born anew the... when I come out of the sea. In the Pacific Ocean <laughs> outside of Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. Why? You're, 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 no, you're being I'm a cynic a... about the, no. the filth, the condition of the sea? Perhaps. Why? Because you yeah, you live down in Orange County, Mr. Fancy Pants. All right. <laughs> Which is even worse. I would just like to point out that out of a podcast that we try to keep under an hour, we've spent approximately five minutes on peaches... <laughs> Fruits and Dave's bathing habits. Oh right. look, look! Uh, it's still can, I, black can, ties not here. I can barely. But his reach, I can his bar- reach is still there. I, it's amazing because I can barely make out what he's uh, what he's saying from a uh, wilt tie <laughs> from way up there up on Mount Pius. <laughs> Excuse us, human beings, for having a conversation, wilt tie. I didn't realize you'd taken oh. out uh, summer rental up there on Mount Pius. Now. <laughs> What I was going to say is water polo is a good sport, but that is one that I feel like it needs a name change because it's a bad name. Everybody makes the lame joke about, well, the horses all drowned or whatever they say, you know, whatever the, <laughs> the crack. It. It's not that good. Right? That, my point was that it's a bad joke. Okay. <laughs> so, but water polo, it's a bad thing. Like It's taking polo and then saying like, but it's water. You know, it's a terrible, I don't like that. Oh, I think I like. It would do much better if it had its own unique kind of thing. Like it should be called like slick ball yeah. or something like that. You know, mm. think about it. I think it. Well, I'll think about it. I think it needs a new name. Yes, Let's work on it. Slick ball. No, you don't like slick ball. Nah. All right. Listen, I'm spitballing. Okay, that's good. Hydro something hydro. Yeah. yeah. Now we're cooking hydro with gas power hydro. Okay, know. we'll we'll worry yeah. about that right now. I mentioned at the end of 79, a Gangbusters episode was 79. We visited with uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette uh, Steeler beat writer Ed Bouchette, a uh, a favorite of mine, and so it was uh, fun to kibitz with him. And who else did we kibitz with there? The Brickashaw. The Brickashaw. What am I thinking of? Yeah, number 60 from the New York Jets. He said that uh, they're they're ready for greatness. Is that what he said? Was that his quote there, Hans Zeus? He said, uh, yeah, we have great greatness written all over us. Written all over us. Yeah. Yes. Whatever that means. I don't know exactly, but uh, so Are they be selling it. advertising on the uniforms there? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's get what I mentioned at the end of the show was, because it came, it, it entered my brain about two weeks or so ago when Harrison Ford turned 70. I became reflective about his great career. You don't have to tell me, or I'm sure you, that he's had a number of not just great movies, but classics, classic roles, and... To be specific, here's here is his list. Here is what he gets into, starting with Empire Strikes Back in 1980. He is Han Solo in Empire. Then he becomes Indiana Jones, Doctor Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's two in a row. Then he goes Rick Deckard in Blade Runner. That's three in a row. And if you just stop there, that's it. You'll never in a lifetime. And he did it three in a row. No actor has, you know, that's another thing. Has anybody ever played three characters so cool right. as Dr. Jones, Rick Deckard, and uh, and Han Solo? I don't know. It's just like transcendent, like, film yes. characters. Three straight, though. Then he goes, Return of the Jedi. All right, not the, not the greatest, certainly not the best of uh, the Star Wars trilogy, but a, but a very good picture. Then he does Temple of Doom, which mm-hmm. I've argued here on the show before is a great, great picture. Then he finishes off this streak 
at number six with witness John Book when mm-hmm. he's you know he goes and lives with the Amish and the whole uh, murder uh, story. Great picture. Then it stops with Mosquito Coast. But so the six movies he goes: Witness, Temple of Doom, Jedi, Blade Runner, Raiders, Empire Strikes Back. I say the greatest streak in movie history for one actor. And I say to you, fellas, and I say to everyone within the sound of my voice, how say you? Is anybody, and don't give me the hokum, but I, I just don't want to hear from you, Rank, Hanzus, Wilk Ty, and anyone out there on Twitter. A lot of people have already dropped me a line about this subject, and I appreciate it. Don't give me the nonsense about with caveats like, well, so and so had three great ones, and then he did that bad movie, but then he did four more really good. No, that's not a streak. You understand. If Joe DiMaggio had gotten a hit in his 57th straight game, his hit streak would have been 57 games. But he didn't get a hit. We're not playing what if here. We're playing what is, you understand. Now, with that caveat out of the way, rank, can anybody beat that? Tom Cruise. Lay it on me. Tom Cruise starts off with Risky Business. All right. That's a – okay. All right. I'll take it. Yes. I'll take – but I'm just saying. But, again, remember how high the bar is. Yeah. Solo. Now, Rick Decker, Doctor Jones. Is it, All right, is I'm it, just telling you. Is I, it on I don't want characters. If, it, if it's if it's character driven, you're not beating that. I'm just telling that you three, that I'm just letting you, can, you reminding you where the bar is. Go, please. But those are you're going on the movies. Okay, the movies risky business have, one. All the right moves. Okay, I'll count that. Legend. I have a hard time signing off on Legend, but it's better. You know what I'll say about Legend? Better than most people think it is. Yes. That's the fantasy picture, if you haven't seen it. Um, the thing that's good, what is it, the devil guy? It's not the devil exactly, but it's right, right, right. essentially a devilish type character. Pretty good yeah. bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty good. And then he goes to Top Gun. All right. Color of Money. Okay. Cocktail. Next. What do you got, Hanzoos? I mean, that's <laughs> wow. cocktail. Cocktail? Cocktail should be on the... You want to sully what I just said with cocktail? Coughlin's Law? <laughs> cocktail. Than- Is that the end? Is that the end of Cruises? Then he did Rain Man. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Cocktail ruins it. If legend didn't, cocktail does. Come on. Come cocktail? on. Cocktail? Wake up, fella. Wake up. <laughs> Flanagan. Let the me best tell you. friend in the world. Here's let me tell you what uh, some of the some of the uh, great thoughts I got here. Um, John Alverson dropped me a line on Twitter. He says uh, Clint Eastwood. He goes. He starts with uh, for a few dollars more, which is that's a good start. But then you know I, I, this is I, I, this is where it falls apart for me here. Where's for I'm looking on the computer here for a few dollars more. What year 1965, did that come out? Good, the bad, and the ugly. Two. Mm-hmm. The Witches, I don't know what that is. Hang 'em High, Coogan's Bluff, uh, there's another, oh, Coughlin's Law, not Coogan. Where Eagles Dare, I don't know those movies. It's hard for me to really judge. Two Mules for Sarah, Play Play Misty for Me, I don't know. That's, I, I, it doesn't pass muster where I'm coming from. Stephen Greenwell, one of, our, uh, one of our longtime pals, says, what about Will Smith? He throws out Will Smith starting in 1996, Independence Day, Men in Black, Enemy of the State, Wild Wild West, mm. terrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's where you it's live. Wild, wild see? You that. see how tough this is? And by the way, I don't consider independence. How sorry, dare you? Sorry, Rank. I know that you get uh, you get crazy about that one. If you're going to see Men in Black, doesn't exactly hold up. If you've seen that recently, Legend of Bagger Vance, Ali isn't very good. No. Ali loses the joy of the man. Right. So what was the point of making that picture? A rare miss by uh, a gr- otherwise great director. So, yeah, so Will Smith doesn't work. Do you want to try? What, what were you chiming in with there, Rank? No, I was going to say Independence Day. Oh, you're going to try and defend that. I don't want to hear about it again. I've heard your defense of it, and it doesn't work. So uh, Social Assassin drops me a line on Twitter. Gary Oldman. Mm. Gary Oldman, he goes with, State of Grace, JFK, Dracula, True Romance, Romeo is bleeding and Leon. I don't know what Leon is. Do you? Leon was the uh, assassin. It was about an assassin. Is that right? No. I think you're thinking the professional, where the yeah, guy's the name profession. is Leon. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's. Is he in that? Maybe that is I what he's trying. I don't. Romeo so. is bleeding is all right. True Romance is uh, is terrific. Dracula's pretty good, although that's another picture that doesn't exactly hold up if you uh, yeah, look at it right now. I don't know about JFK's fine. 
ish. What state of grace? I don't know. I, I, one rings a bell. Yeah, it turns out Leon is the professional. It's the same. Oh, yeah. the professional. It's, it's I see. Technically okay. called Leon Lindication. Colon, the professional. That's there a pretty go. good run, though. That's a good I, one. I, that is a pretty nice run. I mean, listen, it doesn't beat Ford. It, uh, come on. It doesn't beat that. But that's, that's the best one so far. Andrew McCann, eight. At, uh, on Twitter, says Leonardo DiCaprio. He's not the first one to bring up DiCaprio either. Mm-hmm. He goes, Gangs of New York, Catch Me If You Can, mm. The Aviator. Wait, whoa, whoa. You're... The Departed. Catch Me If You Can. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. A fantastic yes. movie you're yes. going with. A yes. fantastic is yes. what we're saying. What, Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. It's, it's a nice a period picture, yeah. but doesn't... It, it, I mean, the period is done better by Mad Men. Right, I mean, I know that's. But the, the reason I know that's that not the standard. Isn't good isn't the fact is that, that a movie? It's a period picture. It's that it's a good movie. I think it's. And, I think it's pretty good. And I DiCaprio, don't love it. He's pretty great in it too, DiCaprio. Okay, but are we, and are we signing off on Gangs of New York? Yeah, I would. The Aviator, The Departed, Blood Diamond. Hmm. What's Andrew Ireland? Oh, maybe that's somebody else's name. Never mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, Blood Diamond. Ah. Uh, uh, that's a, that's all right. That's a respectable offering you you've come up with there. Part of the problem is that with this is that so far I've of, heard nothing that well, that, that dissuades of, me from my original point. Every one Ford. of every one of uh, Harrison's Fo- Harrison Ford's movies iconic. Well, here's the Great argument. Franchises. I don't want to. I'll play devil's advocate to my. I'll play devil's Damashek, the Devil's Damashek to my own point. The. I don't think this is a strike against it exactly, but he's in franchise. He's in two franchise pictures in this um, run of half dozen gems. The work is done for him, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think you. I don't, I don't think ultimately you can discount the right. work, though, right? No, I, I agree with you. You can't like you can't discount DiCaprio because he tied his wagon to Scorsese for. I guess it's years, so, sort of know? the same thing. Yeah. Hanzus, how say you? You have anything? I have a great one, and I think it it's Ford's. Uh, nemesis in this battle um, and we're starting with where rank ended with cocktail I'm starting with Godfather and I'm going to say the actor after this Godfather The Conversation Godfather Part 2 Dog Day Afternoon and The Deer Hunter uh, John Cazal he did five movies his entire life died of bone cancer and I think 76 or so and they were all nominated for Best Picture. John Cazale is a is a great answer. I uh, several people dropped me a line about him on Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's a that's, that's a tough one. Five, and, and that's not us. That's not just his streak. Those are the only pictures that's he it. was ever in. Yeah, he's a tragic story. Cazale, he dies. He's a young guy, and he's 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 Fredo. In case you don't know who he is, right. that's his most famous role, of course. He's Fredo in the Godfather pictures, and. Um, yeah, one th- there a great documentary a couple of years ago about Kazale that came out. And, uh, yeah, he was married to Meryl Streep, which I didn't realize. And, and one thing also to add, and this I think helps his case too, and Streep said in the documentary, she says, one thing he taught me was not to just take anything that's offered, you know, make a really careful decision about the projects you get involved with. And this guy just had the magic touch. You know? And Nicolas Cage, the... The relative, the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, obviously took that same advice to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody um, got lost in translation. Oh, wait. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe not. Um, Wilk Ty, you have anybody you want to throw out there? I got to say I agree with Harrison Ford overall. The only person that I can come up with who, who compares is Tom Hanks. He's got a 10-year no, run. I've looked up Tom Hanks. All he right, does but not. Here, Go listen, ahead. It, Make there, your it, case. I know what you're saying. There's, there's sort of two hiccups, but I'll start with Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Counts. Now you've got mail. I'm not saying that's my favorite movie, Yikes. but in, it is not a good movie. In terms of chick flick romantic comedies, that's one of the best ever. It's one of the best what? ever. What? Yeah. That's, no. What, what are better? What's better than Sleepless that? in Seattle okay. is more widely one. regarded than a you've got mail, bu- yes. which is his. One. There's one. I I'll know, tell you a good one. one. A, a good mainstream uh, romantic comedy of the last <laughs> like uh, 10, 12 years. Two weeks notice with Hugh Grant and uh, Sandra Bullock. That's a nice picture. It is. It's yeah, good. I know. You're right. It's not bad. I'm, I, not, I'm agreeing with it. Yeah, that is. When Harry met Sally. How about that one? I know that's uh, romantic comedies. What else counts as one? Burt Reynolds and Goldie Hawn did a couple of charming passes at uh, at, at that sort. All of right. Thing. So go even, ahead. Okay. So forget that st- one. If, even if you stop there and restart on the next film, that's Toy Story Two. Okay. Green Mile. Love it. Cast- Underrated. Castaway. 
I don't love that, but okay. Road to Perdition. Love Road to Perdition. Don't know why that picture isn't more highly regarded. I, I agree. And then catch me if you can. Paul Newman's last great turn yes. in Road to Perdition. And Daniel Craig, a relative unknown, is uh, is one of the bad guys in that picture. It's great. There's something... The, the pace of it is probably not for everybody, but it's a, you know, it's a little glacial in places, but, I, but, but that feeds uh, how good it is. Great period picture there. I agree. And then you're counting Catch Me If You Can. Yes. It's a pretty nice run. So wait, that's, that's one. That's five. You, Saving Private Ryan. Well, I can't allow mail. it. I'm sorry. You've got mail yeah. ruins it. I, I, I... Okay, but, but fine. Ignore that. Toy Story 2 is one. Green Mile, Castaway, Road to Perdition, Catch Me If You Can. What comes after Catch Me If You Can? The Lady Killers. I don't even know what the Lady Killers is. He was saying that, but wasn't he, uh, he's in brand, Band of Brothers in that time. That doesn't count, Rank. That's TV. We're talking movies, please. TV doesn't count? Why shouldn't TV count? Because we're talking, what do you mean? Because we're talking about the standard is uh, is movies. Silver screen. Does Why? Bo Jackson's, uh, do, do his home run totals have anything to do with his football career? No, but is he considered a good athlete because he played football and baseball? That's not the conversation, Rank. We're talking about, we're saying oh, is sorry, Bo Jackson. Narrow. Okay, so anything that could let's slightly. Uh, let's talk about Bo Jackson's uh, football career at Auburn and how he did in the SEC. Yeah, okay, let's talk, let's talk about that. You remember that home run he hit for the Royals? Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? That's it, it. Doesn't make sense, Rank. You uh, don't. Why? I, uh, no, he's still acting. <laughs> no, it, I, it's, it's akin it's, to if you don't want to count Herschel Walker's USFL Re, or Reggie White's USFL numbers. That's fine if you want to be like that. But if you're going to talk about his entire football career, yes, you would talk about those things. Can it I? It was tell just you? different. Or if you talk about you know a guy who played in college, you want to talk about Warren Moon playing in the CFL and playing in the NFL or playing in what you know. Yeah, there's different things. You're still doing basically the same thing, but you're just doing it in a different medium, so to speak. Because if you counted TV, Anthony Michael Hall goes on a, a huge run, vacation, 16 candles, Great. breakfast club, okay. weird now, science. Now, now, well, you got my attention. We're four in here. Weird science, but then he goes to Saturday Night Live. Well, I don't care about Saturday Night Live. What comes after that in movies? Some terrible movie. What, Johnny Be Good? No, it's before Johnny Be Good. That it's is a, a shame. Yeah, that's too bad. He was on a real run. He's one of those guys who is left off the list. He was pubescent. You know, they always talk about kid actors and child actors and that they don't translate. It's weird when they... He did Out of Bounds. I don't even know what that is. Out of Bounds. Yeah, it's some. I think it was some serious movie. Boy, that's some streak he went on there. But it's... I And you know, you don't like Johnny B. Good, but... You know, and that's fine. If That's pretty impressive. What preceded uh, Vacation? Nothing? Is he is that his first picture probably vacation? Six, six pack. Six pack. Is that the one know. with Kenny Loggins? Uh, with uh, Kenny, Kenny Rogers? Loggins. Kenny Rogers, yeah. <laughs> I might count that one just to throw it in there. That's Okay, let's count six pack. He's in the Kenny Rogers. Listen, you know what? You gotta add it to the list of it's not as good as Harrison Ford's. No, no, no. I you know, the guy who mentions Clint Eastwood, now that I'm looking at it, he misses the range. He's not in the right place there. You start with I don't count Magnum Force, but you go, maybe you do even. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot is great. The Iger Sanction, Outlaw Josie Wales, The Enforcer, The Gauntlet, Every Which Way But Loose, Escape from Alcatraz. That's a pretty nice hey, was run that a, there. Was that a TV movie, Escape from Alcatraz? No. Or was that a, a, no. That was a movie. A TV that was a movie. Great. No. I'm asking. I'm asking the question. Bronco Billy I don't like, but then any which way you can, Firefox is lousy. But, yeah, that's a that's a nice run for Eastwood. He's got to be in there where, somewhere. Isn't, uh, where would Heartbreak Ridge fall in that? Ba- on Firefox. the bad side. Not on the good side It would is where Heartbreak Ridge would fall. Now, we Heartbra- haven't mentioned oh, a single do- woman Wait here. a minute. Hold on. Heartbreak Ridge is a good movie. It's fine. It's if you're going to watch one movie good. about the Grenada conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Got argue that. with you on that. I, I, I shan't argue with you on that. We haven't mentioned a woman, so Michelle well, Pfeiffer you? comes to mind. What about this? Here, you know, here's a not a bad run for her. A, in fact, a really pretty nice run. She goes Grease two. Which no. is which? I'll make Wait the case. Second. I'm in the minority. Uh, the yes. songs in in Greece two are better than the songs in Greece one. It's a better picture. I like wow. that. Wow, this is rough. With Anthony, with with Adrian Zemed. <laughs> it's not a, 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 a oh Greece two. God. I gotta the go problem. back. Dun-dun, back. 
back to school again. <laughs> Why don't you my go sister back? Debbie You're and saying I? Grease two is on this category, but catch me if you can. I know that's right. That's my the... sister Debbie and I watched Grease two roughly 111 times in our lifetime. Then you go Scarface, Into the Night, Lady Hawk, mm. Sweet Liberty. I don't know what that is. Witches of Eastwick. Okay, so that streak's broken. Witches of Eastwick. All right. Married to the Mob. Tequila Sunrise, Dangerous Liaisons, Fabulous Baker's Boy, Fabulous Baker's Boy is great. Russia House, I don't know, Frankie and Johnny, and Batman Returns. Do you know in Batman Returns, this is an interesting uh, thing about uh, about the movie making process. I thought I, I was I, I thought this was uh, a, fa- a, fa- a spectacular deed on her part. You know, she has the whip. Mm-hmm. This is the one when the penguins in Devito's Penguin and Michael Keaton. His last turn is Batman. She goes into a department store after hours, and she takes out her whip, and she goes, and she, you might recall, she knocks the mannequins off of mm-hmm. three or four in a row, three or four mannequins knocks in a row with her whip, pow, pow, knocks the heads off all these mannequins. She did that on the first take. What? Isn't that amazing? Did it. Not a, not a camera trick or anything. She just learned, learned to use the whip. Which also reminds me of the fact that the greatest fight in movie history Fla- is in Flash Gordon, Gordon when Prince Bear and, <laughs> and Flash are on, uh, on Voltan's, uh, I mean, in, uh, in uh, Voltan's, uh, in his palace. And they're, they go out on the floating disc that shoots up spikes and everything. It floats, it, it, it rotates and undulates so you could fall down. And these spikes come up and down out of the ground so you could get stuck or anything else. But the core of the fight is is that they both have whips, and they right. have a whip fight. Nice. A what whip was... fight? Can you imagine a whip fight? Well, first <laughs> In of all... a finite amount of space. How oh, far apart it. were they? But they're... Like 30 yards apart, darn it? 30 yards? <laughs> no, no, no. 30 feet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He can a I whip gotta, fight. I got to <laughs> figure they wouldn't have the Hawkmen fight in that too much because they can fly, you know? So the thing is so uneven, and it's so, I mean, they already, it's impossible. Like a whip fight, yeah, that would be hard. A fight on a floating disc, like, yeah, that'd be terrible. And then they have the spike. Like, how many of those fights ended up with just, they're two seconds in and some guy just falls off? <laughs> in <laughs> real life, yeah. Oh, they're like, oh, that was terrible. Like, nobody at some point goes, we should make it a little bit more competitive. Can I tell you something, though? I want to uh, one more name. I want to throw out here, and then we'll wrap this up. Bill Murray. Listen to this stretch that Bill Murray goes on, starting with let's say in 1990. Although I can back it up as far as 1984 ish. He goes Ghostbusters, then Nothing Lasts Forever, which I don't even know what that is. But then Razor's Edge, Little Shop of Horrors, Scrooged. Ghostbusters 2 is not great. Mm. So let's say we cut it off at Ghostbusters 2. Here's the start of the streak for you. 1990, Quick Change. Great comedy picture. Mm -hmm. Next up, What About Bob? Spectacular. Groundhog Day, one of the most clever, high-concept comedies of all time. Easily. Mad Dog and Glory. Mm, Tough, Mm. tough, but pretty good, and he's great in it. It's the first time we see him sort of take that side of things. He's sort of straight and sort of a bad guy and, and interesting, at least. And so, all right, that's the that's the one that's dicey. Ed Wood, Kingpin. Mm. What a run that Kingpin. is. Kingpin, for me, is his greatest role in a, in a, in a career <laughs> of great roles. His whatever he's in that picture, 15, 20 minutes, right. is, is among the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Bill Murray is, is one of the funniest things when they are pl- – at the uh, at the alleys, and he's and he's look writing things on the board to Woody How Woody uh, <laughs> Harrelson with the with the fake hand and everything, and he's writing stuff up on the on the board and like to look. And Woody Harrelson looks over to see if it's the girl, and he realizes it's Bill Murray. And Bill Murray hides his face, and it's <laughs> some of the funniest st- stuff I've ever and seen. And that glorious comb over, yeah, the comb over oh. and everything. His, but, well, his uh, commercials too. Yes, <laughs> it's all uh, you know. Quick change. What about Bob Groundhog Day? Mad Dog and Glory, Ed Wood, Kingpin is a six-movie run that I stand by. Any argument there? That, I think that's your number two right there. Yeah. That yeah. that doesn't beat Mad Harrison Dog and Glory Ford. is a little dicey in the middle of there, but it's not great. Yeah. It's not great, if but it's more us, watchable than a, it's the the, the giving, hokum that you've thrown out though is it doesn't compare. I mean, this is De Niro, Uma Thurman, David Caruso. It's a it's at least it's a pretty good uh, and it's, cast, and it's harder. To, I feel like to have five great comedies in a row. I mean, I mean, this, yeah. what he pulled off that's that's a great run. Rank. 
I'm looking back at uh, Tom Cruise because if, if we're just going five with his risky business, all the right moves, legend, Top Gun, color of money, you stop it right there. That's a good five. For giving Anthony Michael Hall six pack with vacation, sixteen candles. <laughs> I can't. Club. I'm not going to give him six pack for you real. Kenny Rogers is a stock yes. car driver That's racing it. for the good of his family. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, the you know the interesting one is Wilk ties. You know you, you you do get in there with Toy Story two, Green Mile, Castaway, Road to Perdition. You just can't count. Uh, you've got mail, nor can you count. It's a great but run. But you've got mail before that. You've got mail. You can you can rule out. Start with Toy Story two, and you still have five. Well, great the, ones. the the one who uh, you know Tom uh, Hanks's name has come up more often than anybody else's with this debate. And the other, that's even, you brought up this second run that he has. The the first run is the one everybody holds up. League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story. I don't want to count that thing you do, but if you do count that, then he really gets into that thing you do, Saving Private Ryan. That makes seven. Problem is, I don't like League of Their Own, and I don't understand why I am in the vast minority, apparently, on this. I don't like that picture. I love Lovitz in that picture. That's where, when I say at the end of every podcast, it's been a thin slice of heaven. That's what he says mm-hmm. to Gina Davis and uh, Lori Petty as he departs. Like, ladies, it's been a thin slice of heaven as he leaves them in Wrigley Field. And um, Sleepless in Seattle is fine. I don't love that picture, but I guess it's it's pretty good. That's a nice run there. But then Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo, Toy Story. Nice run. Cruz has a great second run, too, where he goes... It's starting in 92 to 96. A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview with a Vampire, Mission Impossible, and Jerry Maguire. Mission Impossible, I don't really like. Jerry Maguire's a, a wonderful picture. Great script. Uh, better than, by the way, than uh, the, uh, what was his, uh, what was the, pay- almost famous. That's the one everybody loves so much, but I think Jerry Maguire is the, is the better Wait, picture. Wait, which? Almost Famous? Yeah. The Cam and Crow movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good one. All right, I'll, we'll put our formal list, but I, I, I still say that I am correct, right? Is there yeah. anybody who disagrees? I don't think anybody. Drop really. me a line at Damashek if you think Harrison Ford can be beat. I did look up for the record. I went through some of the legends. You would think De Niro, Pacino, Brando, guys like that. Did they, they must have done. They, how did they not do it? The problem is is that they were too prolific. They, right. uh, they, they, they've, they did it always. Each of those guys has some crummy pictures that interrupt otherwise great streaks, so you can't count it. Um, all right, well, listen, I think we've achieved – I'm not sure what. I don't know if we've achieved much <laughs> of anything, but uh, we'll put it to a poll there at davedamashek.nfl.com. So get over there and enjoy your Olympics and uh, – Consider. Drop me a line about that, too, at Damashek. Um, I want to know, what should we rename water polo? Slick ball. You don't like, but I like hydro something. Hydro right. something. I think we're on the right track. And then since we're going to do number 80. Yes. Before we give it to Jerry we honor. Rose. We honor, by the way, in case you're a newcomer to the podcast, we honor um, the episode by naming the player in sports history who wore that number best, and 80 is pretty obvious in, in Jerry obviously. Rice, right? Obviously Jerry Rice, but let me say something for Henry Ellard, who was a great— <laughs> Henry a great, Ellard. A great—listen, Jerry Rice has Joe Montana throwing to him. Henry Ellard had Pat Hayden. He had Dieter Brock. He played he had, with Pat Hayden? I forgot. I was just leading up to Dieter Brock. Boom! <laughs> Dan of Thunder. Count it! Dan of Thunder well, is go. the official scorekeeper on uh, Dieter Brock references in the podcast. But Henry Ellard was an underrated receiver. Well done. Uh, I didn't. Not, I even after even after you started listing the QBs, I didn't get it. I was just, oh, Pat <laughs> Hayden. He's not that old a guy, is he? Henry Ellard. No, no, no. Can I jump in with well the number eighty-two? Please. Um, the biggest underdog number eighty of all time, Fun undrafted, one. only got a job a chance at camp because he went to the school the team trained at. Wayne Krebet, number eighty, New York. Jets. Pretty good. Um, Steve Largent, his, uh, Steve his Largent. doppelganger, as long as he had his helmet on. They both had those uh, short legs and uh, good hands. Um, what about Thrill Hill? Tony, Tony Hill. Hill. Yeah, Tony good. Hill was a very good uh, number two wide receiver for a long time uh, behind uh, Drew Pearson on those great uh, Cowboys teams. Um, I guess I Plexico Burris wore number 80. Chris I don't Carter. Think, I don't think he's worth mentioning. Chris Carter, yeah, dynamite. Great. Isaac Isaac Bruce, the last L.A. Ram. 80, I guess, is a is about as 80 and 88 are the two classic wide receiver numbers, so I guess we could go also on. Also got on. Andre Risen and Andre Johnson. Ooh. Andre mm. Johnson. Andre Johnson, yeah. 
We're going to get plenty of these of people like, hey, what about? And you're like, okay. Like, Jerry Rice. Wasn't Ozzy yes, or uh, Kellen Winslow was number 80? He, I'm trying to, I, I have to look, I have to imagine Aussie, in my brain, I have to think about the guy and put the number on them, and then it only makes it 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. 80 is correct for Kellen Winslow. Because Ozzie uh, Newsom was 82. J.J. John Jefferson wore 83. Three. And Chaz Joyner 18. was 18. And Wes Chandler was also 83. Right? I thought Wes Chandler wore 82, but that sounds right. I think he was 83. 83 um, all right. Well, listen. We've achieved, like I say. Oh, he was 89. Wes Chandler was? Mm-hmm. I'm humiliated. <laughs> what a terrible end to an otherwise fine podcast. <laughs> I've shamed myself. We're doing it all again, Will Ty. <laughs> We're starting from scratch and doing it all over again. And this time, I'm getting the Dieter Brock reference in, too. <laughs> all right, listen. Dan Hanzus from Around the League. Again, the uh, great blog there. Up to the minute uh, updates for you on um, on all things NFL and beyond there. Follow him at Dan Hanzus and, uh, of course, at Adam Rank. Track his work down there. Wilk Ty, you, last time you filled in for Black Tie behind the glass there, you plugged your Twitter handle, and you actually got a fan out of it, right? I did. Barney in uh, Indiana. Do it again. Let's see if we we can get you to two fans. (laughs) Maybe you'll get to two. Plug it, fella. Plug it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't say it. Got to pull teeth. (laughs) At Alex C. Wilk. And I I think we forgot to do Machio, too. Well, we'll do that the next time. Machio maybe has uh, six movies in a row Whoa. to compete with our list there. Teaser. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that on a, uh, on a future episode. We'll be back with uh, episode number 81 for you next week. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.